Welcome to the Life After Plus One podcast, where we turn life's lemons into delightful lemonade. Get ready for inspiring stories, uplifting conversations, and all the tips and tricks to rock your single parent journey with style. I'm your host, Leanne, and it's time to embrace the adventure of Life After Plus One. So let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Life After Plus One. I'm your podcast host, Leanne. And you know what? If you're listening in real time, you're noticing that it's getting close to Christmas. It's getting close to the holiday season. Kids are about to break up from school. So what better episode to talk about than holidaying as a single parent? Now, I've been fortunate enough to have a few single mum holiday experiences with my daughter. And these are moments that we will always treasure. But sadly, I have spoken to quite a number of people that are too scared to do the single parent holiday because they know how much work is involved and how overwhelming it is. And it is. It is a lot of work and it is extremely overwhelming. But if you plan it right, it is so worth it. Today, I want to give you a few of those tips, which hopefully helps you and encourages you to want to take that next step and go on a holiday with your kid. And if you have done it before, then maybe these tips will help you out next time to make that process a little bit easier for you. Now, really, at the end of the day, when you're going on a holiday as a single parent, it's no different to what it is if you were going on a holiday as a whole family with your ex-partner or with another adult. It's no different, except for the fact that you are fully in charge of everything. It's all on your shoulders. You're in charge of all the planning. You're in charge of all the finances. You're in charge of the kids 100% of the time. You're in charge of everything that happens in the planning process and the process of when, when you're away. It's all on you. That's the only difference. But that is a big difference. So really what you need to do, one of the biggest first steps I would suggest is to really put some good research and planning into where you want to go. Now, I'm presuming that before you even decide that you want to go on holidays, you've got a rough idea of what kind of holiday you're wanting to go on. Like, you know, roughly, are you just going on a camping holiday? Are you wanting to go to another city? Are you wanting to do a little weekend trip? Are you wanting to go overseas? So there's quite a lot of different styles of holidays, but I'm pretty sure whilst you're in the planning process and know that you're wanting to go on holiday, you've got a rough idea of where you're going to go and what you're going to do. So once you've got your destination sorted and got a rough idea of how long you're going for, your next step, put some good research into the hotel and to the location of the hotel or the holiday park. But let's be honest, if you're going to a holiday park, does it really need a lot of research? No, because those places, they're like built-in babysitters. They have everything there. They are so good. They've got like your putt-putt, your pools, your jumping pillow. And in five minutes, your kids made a new best friend. Like, you know, those places are amazing. What they have for the kids, it's just, it's got everything. It's a built-in holiday in one and you don't really need to pay or do anything extra other than your food. So you don't really need to research much if you're doing anything like that other than which holiday spot you're going to pick. So straight off the bat, when you're planning a holiday, really, even if it is a holiday park or not, if it's an overseas holiday or if it's a whatever kind of holiday, research the hotel, research the location of the hotel, because you want to make sure you're staying somewhere that is kid friendly. It's got facilities for the kids because you don't want to be ending up somewhere that the kids are going to be bored shitless because there's nothing there for them to do. Make sure there's a kids club, a pool, it's on the beach, it's got water activities. Again, depending on what kind of holiday you're going towards or going to, but you need to make sure it's got facilities that's going to keep the kids entertained. 
Also, does it have restaurants? What meals are you getting included? Because the more meals you get included, the better because that's less stress for you. If you don't have to worry about supplying other meals or dragging the kids out to other restaurants or you know, doing anything else, then that's pressure off you. So more meals included in your holiday, the better as a single parent. And also research the local area, research what's around. Do you want to have a look at other shops around? Is there a shopping district you want to visit? Are there restaurants around that you want to visit? Make sure you're in a central location. There's nothing worse than getting a hotel and you're way out of town. And then you as a single parent need to figure out how you're going to get back to the other end. And if you're there all day, do you really want to be getting a taxi or a shuttle back at nighttime on your own? So make sure you're located somewhere that's central and it's easy for you to get around. Or if it's not, make sure there's some way for you to do it. Maybe the hotel's got a car or a shuttle service. So make sure you've got that sorted so you're not out somewhere and you're stuck. So know the area of where you're going. Now, a couple of tips here that I look at when I'm planning a holiday. One, find a Facebook group that's relevant to what you're doing and where you're going. Because let's be honest, this Facebook groups for everything these days, like for single parenting, for holidaying on a budget, for Bali, for Fiji, for camping. There's Facebook groups for absolutely everything. Find a Facebook group that's relevant to where you're going or to what you're doing. Jump on it, join it and look at the conversations there. So it gives you some idea of where you're going. And if you're not finding what you've got, then jump on and ask a question. Those pages are a great way to find out information for where you're going and what's available, the weather, what to do recommendations. Those pages are excellent. And another thing I do when I'm going around holidays, I will do a Google search on the top 10 things to do in that city. And also make sure it's a kid friendly one or family friendly list because you don't want to be getting a list of all these top bars and stuff too, because you're not really going to be doing that with your kids, are you? So, you know, do a search. What are some of the popular activities to do? What are some of the good restaurants to go to? Have a little good Google search of what's popular to do, because that's always something I like to do and it gives you an idea and it might may give you different options as to what you would normally see or what most people would recommend. So those are another great idea as well. Now for me, when I'm planning, I like to go for the convenience option. Now, when I say the convenience option, I want it to be as easy as possible. I want to do as much work as I can before I leave. So when I'm at my holiday destination, I don't have to worry about anything else. I don't have to drag my daughter to a tour desk or to concierge desks and sit down and wait for ages and get tickets and do everything else and then line up at different booking offices. You don't want to do that. And especially if you've got young kids with you, you can't just say, oh, honey, can you go watch your kids? I'm going to go book this tour. You can't do that. So if you can book all these things beforehand, jump online, do it. You've got it all booked. And for that, it's so much easier because one, you know, you don't have to worry when you're there. Two, you know, it's less money you have to spend when you're there. So it helps with your budgeting. And three, you know, you're not going to have to worry about the tour getting booked out because you've already booked ahead in advance. So pre-booking your tours is definitely something I would highly recommend. Another thing, make sure you've got your transfers all sorted. I like to make sure when I'm booking my accommodation and everything, I like to do it as a package. So everything's all there. I don't have to go to one spot and book my hotel and then another spot to book my airfare and then another spot to book my transfer. Yes, it's probably cheaper to do it that way, 
But like I said, when I'm going just as an only parent and I've got no one else to help me out, I like to go for the convenient option. I will have everything booked all in one go. So I know I don't need to chase everything up. It's all there. It's all ready to go. And it's convenient and it's easy. And you know, you don't have to worry about anything else. And you know, when you get to the airport, you're going to get there and you're going to see a sign with your name and they're going to drive you straight to your hotel. That's what you want. Keep it as easy as possible. Even if it does cost that little bit more, you know, it's all done and you pretty much always are going to get a confirmation email anyway to say what's all included. And, you know, a couple of days before you leave or even the day before, you'll get another confirmation email from the hotel and from the airline. I sometimes usually do reconfirm my transfer just for my peace of mind, because you don't want to be getting to an airport in some other city and not know if you're going to get picked up or not. So double confirming things is definitely something I would also recommend. Another thing that I thought was just amazing when I went away not that long ago, I used the valet service at the domestic terminal in Sydney and that was so freaking easy. Now I'm pretty sure they have these in the international airport as well, but I've never parked when I've gone internationally. So the airport, there's so many different parking options and I'm like, you know what? I just want it as easy as possible. I don't want to have to be stressing about, am I going to get a parking spot? Am I going to be able to get onto the shuttle? Am I going to get to the shuttle on time? Especially Especially when you're traveling in school holidays, do you really want to be worrying about crowds and, you know, lines and not getting in in time and dragging your kids around in shuttles? I just wanted it as easy as possible. I booked the valet service, which is literally located across the road from where you got to walk in. The doors are there. You can see the doors to the terminal across the road from where you drop your car. You don't even need to park it. They take it from you. They take your keys, you take your luggage and off you go. And the same thing when you get back. It is so easy. So if you're wanting a convenient option. If you're flying and you're driving to the airport, I would 100% recommend the valet parking option. So in the whole planning process, make sure you have your lists. Have lists for everything, what you need to pack, a list of what you need to do. List for anything. Have your lists because like I said, you're doing everything and your head's probably running at a thousand miles an hour as it is and you're going to forget something if you don't write it down. Write a list of what you've got to pack, what you've got to do, anything that you need to check, anything that you need to print, anything anything at all, your documents, your passports, your tickets. If you need to follow up on anything, write your list of everything and keep track of that. Now, one thing that's not really discussed much when it comes to the planning process of a holiday is getting your house ready. Now, remember, you're there on your own. You're leaving your house. You want to know that one, your house is going to be clean when you leave and your house is going to be secure when you're gone. And if you're not taking your car, is your car left someone secure? Do you need to have someone checking on your letterbox? Again, these are sort of things that you still need to worry about if you had someone with you. But just remember, you're there on your own. And this is something extra for you to have to think about in the planning process. Now, when it comes to getting your house ready, I highly recommend leaving a house clean when you go on holidays, because there is nothing worse than coming back from holidays to a messy house and a laundry that's filled with dirty washing when you've come home with suitcases full of dirty washing. You don't want that. Get your house cleaned up, get your dirty washing sorted. So when you come home, all you got to do is dump your suitcase full of dirty clothes in the laundry and you can sort that out the next day or whenever you're ready, whenever you've rested and you don't have to stress about any other mess in the house because you've cleaned it up before you left. Now, in part of getting your whole house ready for your holiday, another thing I would suggest is to make sure you've got some sort of basic food in the house for when you get home. But if you're anything like me, you're probably going to get rid of all your fresh food from the house 
before you leave because you don't want to come home to a fridge or a cupboard full of moldy food and off food. You want to get rid of it first. But you also want to have some basics there in the house for when you get home. Now, let's be honest. When you get home, you're probably not going to want to cook a meal. If you're home for dinner time, you're not going to want to cook. You're probably going to grab some takeaway or do the good old Macca's drive through run on the way home from the airport or coming back from the freeway. But first thing in the morning, you know, depending what time you get back, you're probably not going to want to get up first thing in the morning and run up to the supermarket to get food for breakfast either. So definitely recommend getting a loaf of bread and like just a long life milk. Leave that in the fridge. Put your bread in the freezer and they'll be fresh when you get back because they haven't been used. Bread's in your freezer, long life milk's in the fridge, hasn't been opened. And you know what? You're going to have to run out and do a grocery shop at some point anyway, but at least you've got some basics there for the next morning for when the kids get up and they're hungry and they're going to be like, I want something to eat. Mom, dad, there's no food. So at least that way they can get up and just grab a piece of toast or something. And then later in the day, when you're feeling a bit refreshed, you can then go out and do supermarket shop. But just remember when you get home and the kids want something to eat, you can't just say, honey, can you just run up to the shops while I'll just watch the kids? No, you've got to do it all. So if you've got something there in the fridge or something that's not going to go off in the period that you've gone away for, keep that there so you've got something for them to nibble on when they get home and just something basic for that evening or the next morning instead of having to rush out and do the supermarket run as soon as you get back. Now, also going back to when I discussed about doing a list, I highly recommend doing a list for what you want to pack because like I said, it's very easy to forget things, especially when you're doing it all yourself. And depending on how many kids, you mean, you might be able to, your kids might be old enough that you can might delegate their own packing to them. But see, the thing is, I did that with my daughter on our last holiday. I delegated her packing to her. Well, actually, she didn't pack. I just asked her to pick out her clothes. She selected all the clothes she wanted to pack. She had enough clothes. I looked and I thought, yep, that's plenty of clothes. That's perfect. But because I had so much on my plate, I didn't actually go through everything. I just looked at how much clothes and how many different outfits she had. And I said, yep, that's plenty of outfits for the time that we're away. Silly me, it didn't click to me till actually at the airport. And I said, do you have any jumpers? Nope. Do you have any like tracksuit pants or jeans or anything warm for your legs? Nope. So whilst we're in the airport, we had to run around and look for something warm for her to wear because where we were going was really cool in the morning and in the evening because we actually went to Uluru. And if you're familiar with the weather there, it's extremely cold in the mornings and it's extremely cold at night. As soon as that sun's gone, it is freezing. And in the day, it is so hot. So you really needed to pack for bloody all year round with the weather that you got there. So me didn't go back and check her clothes that she had selected so we had to run around and do a shop at the airport now this is why we need to have a list because we just take on so much stuff like I just wasn't mentally prepared to sit down and go through every single little bit of her clothes because I had enough on my plate but that's another reason why we need to have lists and keep it on top of everything because you don't want to be getting somewhere and all of a sudden you've realized oh we haven't got a costume packed or we don't have our towels or we don't have a jumper because that's one of the most common things that my daughter always forgets to pack a jumper I don't know why. So quite often we go somewhere, I've always got to buy her a jumper or she just ends up wearing one of mine, which is 10 times too big for her. So maybe I should just start learning to pack extra jumpers just in case. I think I would have learned that by now. So you keep on top of your list. Also be prepared to have snacks, even if it's a car trip, like if you're just going to somewhere that's a couple of hours drive away, if you're just going to drive to the airport and then you're going to jump on a plane, have some snacks and not only snacks, have something that's going to keep them entertained. Have a coloring book or a puzzle book or their device, like an iPad or something. 
have something that's going to distract them and keep them busy because the last thing you need is a kid nagging you every five minutes when you're on your travels. Are we there yet? I'm bored. I'm bored. You don't want that. Make sure you've got something for them on the journey, whether it's snacks and stuff to keep them entertained so they're not nagging at you because trust me, when you're traveling on your own, you're going to have enough going through your head as it is. So make sure you plan stuff for the kids when you're on your traveling and also when you're there as well. So it's not just really when you're traveling that you need stuff for the kids. You need stuff when you're there. Yes, you're probably going to a destination that's got stuff there that's appropriate for the kids. But if you're like me and you've got an only child, then they're going to need a little bit more stuff to keep them entertained. Because when you've got uh, multiple kids, they've got the siblings there to keep them entertained and they can play games together in the pool or wherever they are. They can keep each other entertained. But when you've just got the one kid, it is a lot harder, let me tell you. So make sure you've got stuff for when you're actually away on holidays as well to keep them entertained. Even if it's like things like pool inflatables, diving toys, uh, like I said before, the coloring books, puzzles, anything that's going to not make them so dependent on you is the main thing. If you're in a holiday park, you probably don't have a problem because like I said earlier, they make a best friend in five minutes when they're there. They've got their scooters and their bikes and whatever else, they'll be off. But some places, if you're in a hotel or something else, you're probably going to have downtime where they're going to get bored because you're not going to be on the go all the time. So make sure in that time, they've got something to kind of occupy themselves. And here's a big tip. If you're going somewhere that's got a kids club or a nanny service or a babysitting service or anything similar to that, make the most of it. Because a holiday is not just for the kids, it's for you as well. Use those services because you know what? Don't feel guilty because the kids will love it. They love it. They, they always have activities there and different things that they can do. Because you know what? When I went to Bali with my daughter, she loved it. It got to point that I actually had to stop her from going because she wanted to go to the kids club every day and I'm like well hold up we actually need to do some things together so they love doing that and that was perfect time for me to go sit by the adults only pool and I had a few cocktails had a massage got my nails done so you know what you're worthy of enjoying your adult only time too so make the most of it if there's a facility there for the kids use it and have your alone adult time also, one thing you do really need to be prepared for, and this happened to me in Bali, is sickness. Now, when you travel as a single parent and you get sick, it's fucked. It really is. So there's no nice way to put it. It is shit. And I think it was like the second or third last day when we were there and I just got smashed. We got up that morning. I dragged myself to breakfast. I wasn't going to not go because my daughter needed to eat, but I just wanted to stay in bed that day. But I dragged myself there. And this day they had like a kid's phone party on and my daughter was so pumped to go to this and I was looking forward to taking her because she was so excited, but I was just too sick. Now, thankfully, whilst we were there, we made friends with this other couple because they had a daughter that was her age and she'd been playing with her a lot. So thankfully, they'd seen me after breakfast and they'd offer to take her, which I was just like, oh, couldn't thank them enough for that. And in that time when she was at the phone party, here I am at the doctor's in the hotel getting drugged up or whatever they're doing to make me feel better. Yeah, I felt better a few hours later, but I did miss that phone party, which was shit. But you know what? I am so thankful that that couple was there to help out because otherwise, you know, my poor daughter would have just been sitting in the doctors with me for hours waiting till I got sorted because it wasn't a quick trip. I was in there for quite some time. So, you know, even though I wasn't really close friends with them, I had been spending most of my time there with them. So I was trusting enough of them to be able to look after her and 
that period. But um, that is something you need to take into consideration. If you travel as a single parent and you get sick, your kids are stuck there with you. That day after the phone party, I was feeling a little bit better after the doctors, but we went back to the hotel. We had room service lunch, which we never do when we're on holidays. Who gets room service for lunch when you're on holidays? You're out and about. But that's just how I was feeling that day. So you've got to be prepared for these shitty experiences. And unfortunately, what I had that day, my daughter then copped it on the flight coming home. So all the way home from Bali to Sydney, my daughter was vomiting. Oh my God. We were on the plane and the whole way home, the poor little thing. And I was one of those mums that just kept pushing the button for the cabin crew because I just needed vomit bags because she would vomit before she even got out of a seat. So there was no point even getting it to the toilet because it was all out. Like we freaking stunk. We stunk. Like my sister picked me up from the airport. She's like, oh my God, what's wrong with you guys? You stink. And we didn't smell it. So I don't know. I can sit here and say I stunk, but I didn't I didn't smell it because I was sitting next to it for hours. But um, you know, this is something else you should be prepared of as well when you're traveling as a single parent and you get caught in this situation. Have some backup clothes in your hand luggage just in case, you know, any accidents can happen, toilet accidents, vomiting accidents, food, who knows, anything. But it's always handy to have just a spare set of clothes in your hand luggage. And hey, even if something happens, worst case scenario, you, you lose your luggage or it doesn't come in time or something happens, then you've got a backup set of clothes. So having a backup set of clothes in your hand luggage is definitely going to be a savior for situations like this. Now, one of the biggest things that I haven't really touched on is just how mentally and emotionally draining it can be. Like I never forget when we did go to Bali and I was lining up when we got off the plane and we're about to go through customs or immigration, whatever it was. And my daughter was nervous and you could tell. And when she gets nervous, she's a bit silly. And I was nervous and I was just starting to get cranky. I'm like, you know what? Enough of this. But that was just her way of handling her nerves in the moment. And you know what? That's something you've got to be prepared for. When you're traveling overseas or going somewhere that you haven't been before, it can get quite nerve wracking. And we have to try and maintain our nerves and our calmness so the kids don't get all worked up. Because I know for a fact, she could sense that I was not myself. She could sense that I was feeling a bit nervous and worried. And she was taking on those emotions. She always picks up how I'm feeling. And kids see that. They're pretty smart. So as hard as it is, we've got to try and control our emotions. So that's why it's always extremely important to be prepared as possible. Know your surroundings, know the area well, know what to expect. So you're not stuck with any random surprises when you get there because it is quite mentally exhausting. And, you know, a few times that we have been away and we've had to go through the security screening thing, you know, and she stood there each time. She just, for some reason, she panics at them. She won't walk through them and she just stood there and and it was just like, oh my God, please help me out. This is not the time. But, um, you know, those sort of things, you've just got to be prepared for it and just know how to mentally handle it because it is draining and you've got multiple kids there with you. It's going to be even harder. So just be prepared as possible and know what to expect when you're coming into these situations or be slightly prepared to know how to handle them. And another situation that happened when I was actually at Sydney Airport on the way to Uluru with my daughter. Now we got there a little bit earlier thinking that yeah this would be a great idea we could get there early we could check our baggage in then we could just go straight through sit down and chill and take our time have our breakfast I was in need of a good coffee and that's all I wanted to do but I got there so early that I couldn't even check in it was too early for us to put our bags in I'm like holy shit I thought I was doing a good thing to avoid the queues because it was school holidays I didn't want to get there and get the queues and have to line up for ages but turns out I had to sit and wait for ages because I got there so early so in the time of us sitting there waiting next minute 
my daughter's like, mommy, I've got to go to the toilet. I'm like, holy shit. And we still had our suitcases there. So I'm like, what do I do? I can't send her to the toilet on her own, not in an airport. No way. And I'm like, I can't just leave my suitcases there because let's be honest, we know what happens these days. You can't just leave your suitcase sitting in an airport. Next minute, the whole airport will be shut down. So I'm like, for God's sakes, what do I do? I'm like, I can't just tell my daughter not to go to the, air- the toilet because we still had a while to wait before the gate opened. So I took the risk and I asked the girl next to me if she could just watch our suitcases. She says, I'm a bit too trusting here, aren't I? I trusted a girl next to me at Sydney. I trusted a couple in Bali. Oh my gosh. But um, anyway, I'm a trusting person. So anyway, I trusted this girl in the airport. I said, listen, can you just watch my bags while I went to the toilet? But actually now I think about it, the reason why I did that is because she went to the toilet not long before and she asked me to watch her bags. So I guess if she trusted me to watch her bags, I could, I could trust her to watch mine. So anyway, we weren't gone for long. So she did that. But these are things that you've got to think of when you're with kids and you're in the airport and they're going to want to go to the toilet. They're going to want food. It's not going to go to plan. And that's another thing you've got to plan for. Your plan not going to plan. Things are going to go to shit. Things are going to happen that you just don't expect. You're like, holy fuck, I'm not ready for this. It's going to happen. So that's why I can't emphasize enough how important it is to plan and know everything about where you're going and what you're doing. So none of these little surprises will arise or catch you off guard. Another thing I definitely suggest, which is probably standard really when you go on holidays maybe it's not if you've got another adult with you but I let someone know where I'm going usually my mom or someone when when you're going when you're coming home especially if I'm going overseas I'll give her my itinerary she knows where I'm staying knows when I'm coming back knows when I'm flying you know just in case there's any flight issues let someone know especially if you've got kids with you let someone know so if something happens you're not back on time or you know people know where you are people know when to inspect you back and if something's not right they can chase you up or follow things up so at least that way you've got someone looking out for you so just let someone know when when you're going when you're coming back so you've know you know you've got someone looking out for you just for a bit of a safety measure that's all and just going back to the whole emotionally mentally draining part and again I'm not trying to put you off by saying this but you know you do need to be prepared but like when we went to Uluru recently my daughter the whole time because it's early starts because you're doing sunrise tours so we're up at like 4 30 every morning and then most of the other tours are the evening tours because it's all sunrise and sunset so it's early starts late finishes and in the daytime she didn't sleep she just wanted to be in the pool so the time that she slept was usually on the buses when we're going to different tours and stuff in the mornings I'd let her sleep in as late as possible till it's time to literally say get up get dressed let's go but um you know I just wanted to relax because you know you're running around doing all the work you're mentally emotionally your your tank is empty but then here you are and you've got your kids leaning on you they're just sleeping it's like oh my god I love you to bits but can you just get off me you just honestly you end up being a permanent pillow for them when you're away and it's sometimes it's hard we love them so much but it's so hard not to just push them off us because it's like for fuck's sakes I'm just as tired as you are can you just let me rest but you can't do that you just got to sit there and look at them and go yep I love you and you know what you're their pillow you're you're their everything really in this holiday you're there for everything so you've got to really be mentally and emotionally switched on so definitely when you're going around holidays try not to overcomplicate it keep it as simple as possible because like I said you're going to be panicked as it is you've got all this stuff going through your head thinking about what you've got to plan what you've got to do where you're going to have for lunch what time you got to get back what time you got to get to your tour are you going to get to bed and get some sleep you know you've got all this stuff going through your head 
head. Don't overcomplicate things. There's no need to go on a holiday where you spend a few nights here and a few nights there and a few nights there. Do you want to do that and drag your kids around with you when you're already stressed out? Honestly, it is nice to go on holidays and visit different spots, but when it's just you and just the kids, keep it as simple as possible. Honestly, you don't want to add extra stress to what you've already got on your plate. So they're the main things that you know you really need to take into consideration. Like I said, it's no different. It's just a lot more that you've got to consider because you don't have anyone to say, oh honey, I'm just going to go have a rest. Can you just go watch the kids at the pool? No, you can't do that. Honey, I feel like shit. Can you just go watch, sit with the kids? I'm going to go have a sleep. No, you can't do that. You know, it's all on you. You know, if you're going somewhere and you need to get currency for another country, plan these things ahead. Have as much planned before you leave. So when you get there, you can just relax and enjoy your holiday time. So plan, research and keep it as convenient as possible. They're the biggest three things that I would suggest. And honestly, the kids aren't going to want to be going on a holiday where they're going to be wanting to go from place to place to place. Anyway, they're going to want to just relax. And you know, I've done something where I've gone with my daughter and I think we went to two different places and they don't want to leave. They get to a place and they get attached to it and they're quite happy staying. So keep it simple. Stay in that one place if you can for the whole time. They will love it. And if you've done your research beforehand, you know what's there. You've looked into it. You've got feedback from your different Facebook groups and your Google searches. So make the most of it while you're there and just plan ahead. Plan your tours. If you can have breakfasts pre-booked, if you can have your transfers pre-booked, if you can have your valet parking pre-booked, book it in advance so you can just rock up on the day so on the day that you leave all you need to do is drop your car off walk into the airport check your bags in fly to where you got to go get driven to your hotel drop your bags off or even concierge will drop your bags depending where you're staying unpack and then get changed and jump in the pool keep it as simple as possible anyway like I said it is totally worth it it is totally worth it. But like I said, put the work in before you go on holidays. Put that stress in so when the kids are in bed at night, you can sit down and do your research and your planning and your booking and do it all then. And then you've got it all out of the way. Do a few last minute confirmation calls before you leave so you know you're not left in the lurch. You've got everything all sorted for when you get there. Like I said, most places will send you a confirmation text or a confirmation email just to confirm your booking, which is great. But if they don't, I would highly recommend giving a quick confirmation call because you've got nothing to lose you're better to know that it's definitely booked than to rock up somewhere and not have it at all so enjoy your holidays seriously it is so worth it have so much fun and uh, get out there and explore the world with your kids they will love it I'm in the process of thinking about my next holiday with my daughter don't know where yet haven't come up with a decision but uh, I'm super pumped for my next holiday and uh, I hope you guys got some valuable tips out of this and but like I said it is no different than traveling with a full family with another co-parent but it's just all on you. The weight's all on your shoulders, okay? Like even just things that like when you're collecting your baggage at the carousel and you've got to manage your kids, you know, just things like that. When you get to the airport and the kids are hungry and you've got to dodge all the crowds and you've got your kids and all that, just be prepared, okay? And be prepared for your plan to not always go to plan. So have a great holiday, guys. I hope you got something from this. Thank you again. Love you all and I'll see you all next time. Thank you for joining us on the Life After Plus One podcast. If you loved what you heard today and looking for some further support, then jump onto our website, lifeafterplusone.com. Plus, don't forget to check out our Instagram page for further resources and inspo. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember, you're not alone on this path. 
I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, keep thriving, keep growing and keep exploring your amazing life after Plus One. Thank you.